uh, for several weeks. He had been preaching about potential, U2.0 and his church 2.0 and reaching their potential and capacity. And all of a sudden on one day, we shift to salvation. He started preaching salvation last Sunday. I did as well. But the crazy thing about it was there's several hundred scriptures on salvation if you go Old Testament to New Testament. And we ended up preaching the same two very specific scriptures at the very same time. And I always ask, we always ask each other, what do we think that means? And I think it means that God is saying something to our churches. Somebody say amen. amen. I want you to go to 1 Corinthians 14, not in the notes, darling. <laughs> but I just, I wanted to share this part because we teach over here that there are four types of preaching when you come to church that you should hear. And many times um, people are confused when they come to church because they don't know um, what they should be hearing or are they hearing the right things. And, um, and there's a scripture that shares the four types of, of, of preaching you should hear when you come to a church. So go to um, 1 Corinthians 14. And let's go to verse... Twenty. Anybody know that verse I'm looking for? Huh? 26, yeah. So it's four types of preaching. Uh, 1 Corinthians 14, 26. How is it then when you come together, every one of you have a psalm, every one of you have a doctrine, every one of you have a tongue, everyone has a revelation, everyone has a interpretation. Let all things be done and um, let all things be done and decently blah, 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 blah. let all things be done decently and in order and that's not the scripture I was looking for six. six I'm sorry I thought you said 26 yes that's the one so when we come preaching we should preach by revelation or by knowledge or by prophesying or by doctrine when you come to church, you should hear those four messages, generally on a Sunday morning. You should hear a message um, of, of revelation. Sometimes we preach by revelation. You should hear a message uh, of knowledge, right? Teaching you something. Everybody say, I came to learn. Okay, I came to teach, right? So you should, you should learn something when you go to church. Or by prophesying, right, which is foretelling uh, events or foretelling uh, by the Spirit of God something that God wants the body of Christ to hear. But here's the other part that we don't really like at church. It's called doctrine. So if you were eating food, if you were eating a meal, doctrine is like Brussels sprouts without the glaze and the bacon. Because we all like the ones with the bacon and the glaze on it, right? It's like uh, asparagus. And my wife likes asparagus almost raw, no cheese. Just, like, why are we eating this grass, right? Doctrine is like taking a vitamin, yeah? And, um, and so because we live in a feel-good generation, Pastor Skip on the doctrine. How many of y'all know sometimes I can be funny when I preach? People was falling out on Wednesday night. I don't know what I said so funny Wednesday night. But it was, 
Um, and, and, and you like to be funny, and you like to be, you know, if you can say it, you can see it. I mean, anybody, if you can't preach, you can preach that. Somebody say amen. I mean, I can get Nellie up here. She start tuning. If you can see it, you can see it. I mean, anybody can preach that and get people excited. Somebody say amen. But the problem is, we got a lot of children with bad immune systems. And they're catching colds all the time, they get sick. Do you know why? Because their diet is cotton candy. Come on, somebody. Junk food. Come on, somebody. Fast food. I'm not even going to ask how many of y'all kids refuse to eat green stuff. Cause I know you got kids in here that don't ain't even ain't never saw what squash look like. Don't know what a green tastes like. Ain't never ate broccoli, right? We got some people like that grew up in our house, and I told my wife, I said, "Girl, she started doing all these special things." I said, "If they ain't not gonna eat what we cook, they just not gonna eat." And then one time, one nephew at my, my son. And uh, Anissa and, and, and Christiana, they call themselves going on strike. <laughs> they didn't want to eat what, 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 we, what we used to fix. I think it was spaghetti or something. They just got tired of spaghetti. And they got in cahoots together. They say, we not going to eat it. We, if we don't eat it, mama going to stop making it. <laughs> and they got in cahoots together. So many times, because this is boring to some people, Pastors don't preach this, but you need to know why you believe what you believe. Yes or no? So when you come to a church like ours, we are word of faith. We do believe in faith. We are spirit-filled. We do believe in praying in tongues, speaking in tongues. We believe in laying on hands. We believe in raising the dead, casting out demons. We believe in all of that stuff. And we've seen all men of that stuff happen. Somebody say amen. But in our brand of churches, sometimes the doctrine gets lost in the sauce and people don't know why they're doing what they're doing. So some of y'all who are younger to the faith, you come to church and you hear us say, say hallelujah. We just sang hallelujah. You just just sing hallelujah. You don't know what hallelujah means. You don't know why you're singing it. Then we talk about the blood, the blood, the blood. And then we talk, we take communion and you're drinking the blood. And at first you're like, drinking the blood. And then you saw everybody else doing it. You say, okay, I guess I'm drinking the blood and I'm eating the flesh. You're like, eating the flesh? What's that all about? And then, and then you hear somebody say, you got to be saved. Then you hear somebody say, you got to be born again. Then you hear somebody say, you got to be filled with the spirit and and you know you know you know you you need to do something and you know you need to go to church because when you don't go to church you feel guilty but when you go to church you still don't feel right because you don't know if you're doing everything right uh, when you're not at church and then you don't know if you're saved or you really saved or you're going to heaven or you're not going to heaven all of these things that we do and that we say at the church and it becomes Christianese, it becomes religious language and, and it's coded and nobody knows and then people come in and they're on church, they have no clue what's going on. But they know they feel something. How many of y'all know you can feel something before you know what you're doing? Somebody say amen. So you can come to church and say, man, this feels right. This feels, and, and you know what you're feeling, you're feeling God, but you don't understand the what and the why. Somebody say amen. So we're talking about the gift of salvation. Subtitle this morning, What's Blood Got to Do With It? Y'all remember that Tina Turner song, What's Love Got to Do With It? Now if I ask five Christians over here, what's the importance of the blood of Jesus? Most of y'all couldn't tell me. Do I work with you? I know you, oh my gosh. I'll put you on the spot, huh? Okay, don't look at her, don't look at me. I didn't want to embarrass her, I was like, I work with this girl. The blood. Why is the blood important? You know? The blood. It's the life. The blood. Cleansing blood. The blood. Jesus. Huh? Wash your sin. The blood. I know you know the blood. What's the blood for? Wash away sin. The blood. Cleanse us from our sin. Why do we need blood to cleanse us from sin, though? Anybody know? 
Does this make sense to anybody? The blood. You know about the blood? What's it for? To cleanse us. But how do blood cleanse us from sins? And why do we need blood to cleanse us from sin? Why do we need it? Why do we need blood to cleanse us from sins? And I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm still, I'm seeing question marks on people's faces. So if you got question marks today, we're gonna help you. Somebody say amen. Because I want I want this stuff to make sense to you, right? So look, let's get into this. Are y'all ready? Oh, I heard two amens on that. <laughs> I don't care, I'm preaching it anyway. You better take this asparagus. <laughs> Let's start here. Why do I need to be saved? Why do I have to be? Is it an option? Because the world seems like they treat it like it's an option. You can have a higher power, you can believe in something. All beliefs lead to heaven, right? Sure they do. God is inclusive. He wouldn't discriminate, would he? Would God discriminate based on your beliefs? Surely there's an EEOC in heaven. God doesn't discriminate based on blah, 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 blah. And what you believe, does he? Not a lot, of, not a lot. See, I know, you're confused, but we're going to talk about it. Let's look at John chapter 3, verse 3. Jesus said unto Nicodemus, he said to a man, he said, Very, truly, truly, that's what he said, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. Have you ever heard Islam talk about being born again? According to Jesus, you cannot see heaven if you're not born again. You ever heard the Hindus talk about being born again? I can't hear nobody. What about the Buddhists about being born again? No. Jesus said this. He said, unless a man is born again. So Jesus is saying there's no option. So the world teaches us Jesus was a good man. I mean, they can't tell you that he was a bad man because he didn't do nothing wrong. There's no crime they can accuse him of. So they tell us he was a good man. He was a good prophet. But Jesus said, unless a person is born again, you cannot get to heaven. He sounds discriminatory. So either Jesus was a liar, he was a lunatic, or he was the Lord, like he said. But what he cannot be is a good man and a good prophet but he's lying like this. So I say amen. Go ahead and eat this squash. Come on. John chapter 3 verse 7. He said, now this is what he said. He said, marvel not that I say unto you, you must be born again. So do all belief systems lead to a person being born again? No. And we're going to get into this. So why isn't salvation this way an option? All right. It's because of this concept that we've lost in society and in the church. It's called original sin. Anybody ever heard of original sin? What's original sin? Anybody know? We're going to teach you today. So the reason why we don't believe we came from monkeys, the reason why we don't believe that we evolved over millions and millions of years as they teach in every public school, is because of original sin. Now, we're talking about what's the blood got to do with it. Are y'all still following me? Let's go to Romans 5 and 12. It says, wherefore, as by one man, sin entered the world. Y'all remember the word sin? No, it's called a lifestyle now. Y'all remember the word sin? I can't hear nobody in this Presbyterian church. Now it's called uh, 
What are my pronouns now? Preferred pronouns. Come on, somebody. Anybody remember sin? Y'all, I remember when marijuana was illegal in all 50 states. How many of y'all remember that? How many of y'all remember when psychologists and, and, and psychiatrists were not prescribing mushrooms and LSDs to patients? How many of y'all remember that? They're doing it now. How many of y'all remember when it was called adultery, not my side piece? Come on, somebody. See, the problem in the world is that we have lost the whole idea and the concept of sin. Can we all say it one time? One, two, three. Sin. Sin. And y'all, the fact that you're sinful is not your fault. The fact that you want to go look at porn is not your fault. The fact that you want to go smoke some weed is not your fault. The fact that you want to live with your boyfriend without being mad and live with your girlfriend, it's not your fault. You didn't come for you. You didn't make it up. It's original sin. It says by one man, sin entered in the world. So y'all, if we evolve, y'all, and, 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 and the creation didn't start with one man, then there's no original sin. If there's no original sin, then Jesus Christ don't have to die. So we can't have these plurality of, of belief systems. Now it's the way the Bible says it happens. Somebody say amen. amen. Original sin. By one man entered into the world and death by that sin. Who was that man? Adam, the first man. You ever went to the doctor? We still talking about what's the blood got to do with it. You ever been to the doctor? And when you get my age, you, you're younger, you know, you're 35, or you, you're 40, you know, they start asking you questions. Anybody in your family ever had, fill in the blank. What? Diabetes. Anybody in your family ever had high blood pressure? Anybody in your family ever had heart trouble? Anybody in your family ever had a stroke? Anybody? They, they, they say, you know why they're talking like that? Because it runs in the, in the blood. You share blood with your relative. Somebody say amen. amen. And you know what? You know what runs in your family? You know, you know the one thing that runs in all our family? Sin. Anybody, anybody in there come from a sinless family? Let me see your hand. No sin in your family. Sinless. Original sin. Original sin affected every city. It affected every country. Do you know there's no country where there's no sin? There's no continent where people don't murder people. There's, there's nowhere on the planet where husbands and wives don't cheat on each other. You know, there's nowhere on the planet where people don't steal from each other. Do you know that? Because sin is universal and it came in by our great, 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 million times over, grandfather Adam. Sin entered into the world and it contaminated the blood. Somebody say amen. Are you learning something today? 1 Corinthians 15, 22. For as in Adam, look at this. What does it say? As in Adam, all died. Where were you when Adam was walking around in the garden? Where were you? Where were you? Who knows the answer to this? Where were you when Adam was in the garden? Anybody know? Where were you at? Huh? You were in Adam. Because the Bible says in Adam all. All was in Adam. Somebody say amen. All right, come on, my man. Bring my, bring my props up here. Now, listen. I want to I explain to you why the blood is so important. All right, so I got this apple right here. And the Bible says, in Adam all die. Because God told Adam, the day that you sin or don't do what I told you to do, what's going to happen to you? Huh? Come on, bro, get me, get me stuff ready. What, what's going to happen to you? Okay, so the day that you sin, you're going to surely die. Now, when death came on Adam, it just came on his ears. It just came on his toes. No, it came on Adam and everything that was inside of him, right? All right, now, you're kind of medical, right? Oh, my God, I need a towel, bro, because this brand new carpet. 
right. So here we go. Now listen. Just for the sake of this, let's say this is strychnine. It's poison. It's poison, right? And y'all know, y'all know that this is, what is this called? What is this? An apple. Y'all know on the inside of this apple, what's on the inside of the apple? If it has not been genetically modified, I have to say that these days. You know there's fruit with no seeds in them? My wife would not buy, that's why she don't buy fruit at Walmart. She said the grapes has no seeds in them. So there's no life in it. Is that true? She won't buy fruit. Y'all, you know flies won't land on the fruit at Walmart? Flies won't, won't land on that fruit. No fruit flies. You ever seen fruit flies at Walmart? I ain't never seen them. Okay, bleep that out because I don't want to get sued by Walmart. But all I'm saying is, on the inside of this are what? Seeds. Are all the seeds. So let's call this apple Adam. And in Adam, all of us was there. Because you know where we come from. We don't come from the egg. We come from the, the seed. That's why it's called semen. It's the seed of the man. And we were all inside of Adam when he sinned. And when he sinned, death came on Adam. So let's say this is strychnine. And I'm going to put this, this needle in strychnine. And I'm, I'm, I'm in this apple. And then I'm going to squeeze all the strychnine into this apple. Right? Would you like to take a bite? You don't want a bite of this. But I, I, I put it on this side. What about this side? No. What about take the seeds out and plant the seeds? Seeds probably contaminated. Right? So what sin did was it contaminated the blood of all mankind. Are you learning something? Go ahead and eat your squash and I'll say amen. All right. Was that a good illustration? All right, now. Let's go to Psalms 51 and 5. Here you go, bro. Don't get none of this on the carpet because my wife going to beat me. If we just... All right. So then David says, Behold, I was shaping in e, and in sin did my mother conceive me. So all that freaky stuff you want to do, all that rebellious stuff you want to do, y'all, it ain't your fault. You inherited that stuff. Some of y'all think you, you, you know, you're the only one freaking your, and your, y'all, your grandmama was freaking. They just, they just, just didn't tell you. You come from a whole line of freaky people. People having babies with their cousins and their brother-in-laws and all that stuff back in the 50s and the 40s. Y'all, they just didn't talk. You just didn't have Facebook. Somebody say amen. But it's not your fault because you were shaping in iniquity and in sin did your mother conceive you. And it's not talking about because she wasn't married. It's talking about because your blood was contaminated with sin because in Adam all died even as in Christ shall all be made alive. Somebody say amen. amen. Now if you don't believe that, the Bible goes on to say that we all came from one blood. That's why racism is so crazy. Because all we're all we looking at is, is dermis on top of the skin. But y'all, deep down, we all came from one blood. Somebody say amen. amen. Are you learning something today? Acts 17 and 26. And have made of one blood all the nations of men. Once again, coming against evolution. We didn't come from a swamp. We didn't come from a single-cell amoeba. We came from one man. This is what the Bible teaches. Somebody say amen. Are you still eating your asparagus? Of one blood. Everybody say, what's blood got to do with it? Of one blood, all nations of men. Uh, 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 have he made all nations of men to dwell on the earth? But here's the problem. Even when you witness some of y'all in here. But what about the people of other beliefs, of other religions that live on other 
continents. What about the people that never heard of Jesus? And you know, we live in America. Have you ever heard of Buddhism? It's prominent in Asia, right? Have you ever heard of Shintoism? Yeah. Have you ever heard of uh, Hinduism? Have you ever heard of Islam? Yeah. Yeah. So we're always talking about, well, God, this can't be true because what about the people that never hear about it? But listen to it. Uh, surely there must be other ways, people say. There must be multiple ways to get to heaven. Okay. So the sin that Adam committed, and then Adam all died, and we became sinful, put us at odds with God. Because God made the decree in the day that you eat the fruit, in the day that you sin against me, you should die. Romans 6.23 says, for the wages of sin, the price of one sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. Somebody say amen. amen. So because we were shaping in sin and because we have this sin nature, at some point in our life when we begin to understand right and wrong, they used to call it the age of accountability, then we start sinning deliberately. So then there's original sin and then there's personal sin. And we looked at the Ten Commandments last week and the crazy thing about it is nobody that's ever lived has ever kept all ten except one. So are there multiple ways to get to God? Well, there are only two ways. Number, the first way is to keep the law perfectly. Ten Commandments perfectly, you'll go to heaven. That's all you got to do. Simple, right? Ten little things. That's all you got to do, and you'll get to heaven. You know, thou shalt not lie, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not murder, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt uh, have no other gods before him, keep the uh, Sabbath, uh, uh, keep it holy, remember the Sabbath day, keep it holy, honor your mother and father. We've all done all those things, right? Oh, my God. There's ten little rules. Or, here's another word that we, we've left out. You can keep the law perfectly or receive atonement. How many of y'all have ever heard this word? Atonement. Atonement. So what happened was sin divided us, separated us from God because God is perfect. He's holy. How many of y'all have ever sinned in here? How many of y'all ever lied in here? Okay. Right. So we've all sinned, the Bible says. So sin separated us from God. You got me? So the only way to get to heaven at this point is to atone for those sins. Now, here's, here's the simple answer. The people that reject God, they reject God, then they get to atone for their own sins. What does that mean? It means eternity without God. What's a bad word for that? Hell. I was in a situation last night. I was ready. We went out to dinner, and I'm sure that dinner cost a lot of money. I mean, three, four hundred dollars. And I was so ready to pay. Matter of fact, I told the waitress when she came over, I said, this person's going to try to pay? But I'm going to pay tonight. When the check comes, bring it to me. I was ready to pay. But I found out after we finished eating, they gave the check to the person. And <clears throat> before I even got there, they had already arranged with the waiter, say, no, bring the check to me. Now, I was ready to pay, right? I was going to make atonement for the bill, everything everybody ate. But they paid. So the only way to get to heaven is either you live perfectly or you take atonement. Somebody say amen. And the people that go to hell say, no, thank you, Jesus. I don't want what you got. Now, this is where it gets good about the blood. I don't want what you offered me. I'm going to pay for it myself. Those are the people that go to hell. Not just Hitler, not just the murderers, not just, it's the people that say, 
I don't want the atonement. I don't receive the atonement, which is the free gift of salvation. I will pay for my sins myself, and it will take an eternity to pay for your own sins. So, Pastor, why do you think that Jesus is the only way for salvation? Because there's so many people on YouTube, aren't there, who believe all kind of things and they sound good. People that say, I'm not religious, but I'm very spiritual. You know, we got black people burning sage. Have y'all heard of this? Burning sage. I'm like, girl, you better put that in some dressing. That's what sage go, right? You out here burning sage? Never seen it before. You heard of burning sage? You ever heard of this? It's in the movies now. People burning sage. Yeah, nobody's heard of this but me. Anybody ever heard of burning sage? Let me see here. Yeah. People getting into all kind of mixed up stuff. Trying to mix it all together and make it work like some gumbo soup. But you can't mix this together because Jesus said in John 14 and 6, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. You know, they call Christianity and Judaism the bloody religion. And blood has escaped us. Even in our praise and worship songs, we don't talk about the blood no more. We only talked about them in, in hymns. You remember? I know it was the blood. There's power, power, wonder working power in the, of the lamb. What about uh, his blood will never lose its But what do you need his blood for? Y'all, in Hollywood, in the culture, in Greek mythology, wherever, you've seen this whole idea constantly of people offering a sacrifice to a god. Even King Kong, the white lady that, that he was holding in, it was, it was, she was there to be offered as a sacrifice. How I many of y'all heard about sacrifices being offered to a piece of God? So why do sacrifices have to be offered? They have to be offered to appease the wrath of a god. So the atonement of Jesus Christ appeased God's anger at sin in our lives. That's why you need the blood. Somebody say amen. amen. Here's the last reason I know that there's no other way that a man can be saved. Jesus himself uh, gave us a hint of it. Are y'all ready for this? Let's go to Mark chapter 14 verse 36. Jesus was in the Garden of Eden, I mean, in the Garden of Gethsemane, getting ready to die, getting ready to go to the cross. And listen to what he said. I always thought, Mom, before I read this scripture, I thought the Bible said, for the joy it said before him, I thought Jesus was hopping, skipping, and jumping to the cross. I thought he was so ready to go to the cross, like, bro, nail my hands, come on, spike my feet. That wasn't Jesus' attitude at all. If there could be any other way a man or woman could be born again, could make it to heaven, Jesus would have opted out for it. Watch this. He said, Abba Father, all things are possible unto you. He said, if there's any way, take this cup away from me. He said, but nevertheless, not what I will, thou will be done. So here's what, what the Bible is saying. Jesus did not want to die on the cross. It wasn't his will. He said, not my will, thy will be. He said, if there's any other way. Okay, and, and, and I'm just using my imagination. Lord, you know, he's going to say, Father, now I heard about this dude named Buddha. He's supposed to be saving people. Now, God, if Buddha can do it, hey, yo, <laughs> I don't have to go to the cross. There's this guy called Allah, man. Prophet named Muhammad. Who's supposed to be saving people? Now, 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 Father, now, now, you want to let Muhammad do it? 
if there's any other way, he said, all things are possible. He said, if there's any way, take this cup, but there's no way. Jesus was the only way to satisfy God's wrath. Are y'all still eating your squash? Are you on your collard greens now? It's going to get good. Listen. Atonement is the reason that Christ is the only way to God. The word of God declares that Christ, his voluntary submitting to God the Father's plan, was punished in the place of sinners. There's a scripture in the 53rd chapter of Isaiah that said, it pleased the Lord to bruise him. What does that mean? He was pleased. God wasn't up there going, ah, they're killing my son. The Bible says he was pleased to bruise his son for your stead. It pleased God when Jesus was crucified. It pleased him when he was beat all night long. It pleased him when they whipped his back 39 times, 39 stripes. It pleased him for us because he knew there was no way, caller, he could have a relationship with you except Jesus made atonement. Somebody ought to give God some praise. This is what the blood had to do with it. So I looked up the major religions. Here's how we know that there's only one way. Buddhism, there is no atonement. See, to get to God, you've got to satisfy the sin problem. There is no atonement in Buddhism. Listen to it. In Buddhism, it is far from theistic. So there is no real concept of atonement with God. It rather focuses on atonement with fellow humans and teaches the importance of forgiveness. There's no atonement satisfying God because we violated his, his laws. In Islam, there's no atonement with God. They never know if they're right with God. And the only thing that they can do that they know that they'll get some, what, seven virgins or something when they go to heaven is jihad. If they commit suicide and die in the killing of non-Islam people. But there's no atonement. In Hinduism, there's no atonement for sins. They say the only way to atone for sins is to recite the parashukam uh, 40 times. Other ways to get rid of sin is through observing the manavrata and the dana and through fasting. And through, that's, no, that's not appeasing God. But Hebrews 9.22, it says under the law, almost everything is purified by the means of blood. Without the shedding of blood, there is neither release from sin and it, or guilt or remission due to the uh, merited punishment for sin. Without the shedding of blood, there is no release from sin. Revelations 12, 11 says, Even, uh, and they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Jesus Christ had to shed his blood so that we could have atonement and there was only one Lamb that could take away the sin of, of the world, which was the man that lived perfectly and never sinned. His blood was not tainted, so his blood could be given as a sacrifice for our sins. If you are excited about it, you ought to make some noise. There is no other way. He's the only way. Romans 3.22, and I'm done. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith in Jesus Christ, and all the, so that's why we say you got to believe on Jesus Christ. You got to accept what he did. You got to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and say, you got to accept that free gift of salvation because he died in your place. It's called substitutionary atonement. He was your substitute. So look at it like this. Because the Bible says God became man. Emmanuel with us, right? So Jesus is God in the flesh. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Is this making sense? Is this too deep for you? 
So think about it this way. You've committed a capital crime, capital murder. The penalty is the death penalty, the electric chair. Your father is the presiding judge. Now, if the judge, even though he's your father, is going to be just, if he's going to go by the law, he has to sentence you to death. Is this true? But, even though he's just, he loves you. So he don't want you to get the electric chair. He don't want to see you die. Is this true? Let's read the scripture. It says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace. Justification means just as if you never sinned. So God wanted to make it just as if you never smoked the weed, you never slept around, you never did the drugs, you never got drunk. God wanted to wipe your slate clean. But he was just, and he knew that you deserved to die and go to hell. So he's over a barrel. I'm just, but I love her. I'm just, but I love him. What can I do? Watch the scripture. For all have sin and come short of glory, being justified freely by his grace through redemption that is in Jesus Christ, whom God set forth as the propitiation, big word means substitution. It's a substitution atonement, what we were just talking about. Through faith in his what? Blood. That's what the blood has to do with it. To declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past. All your sins are wiped out through the blood of Jesus. Through the forbearance of God to declare, I say at this time, his righteousness. Watch this. That he might be just and the justifier. So I'm your dad, Nally. You committed this capital crime. I got to be just. I'm the judge. So I sentence you to the death penalty. How can I be the justifier? I take off my robe. I step down from the gavel. And I take her place. I sentence you to death, but I'm going to die for you. In that, Jesus became both just and the justifier. Somebody had to die for the crime. Somebody say amen. amen. So he was just in that he, God, he was willing to punish the crime, but then he was willing to be the one that was punished. Somebody say amen. amen. Now if this don't excite you, your wood is wet, but you ought to think about all the stuff that you did. You ought to think about who you were. You, you ought to think about what God pulled you out of, and you ought to give God some praise. Because he was wounded for your transgression. He was bruised for your iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, the bloody stripes on his back. Come on, somebody. You are healed. Come on. With his blood, you saved. With his blood, you redeemed. With his blood, he brought you back. Come on, can I get back this winning? They nailed his hands. Come on, somebody. Despite the fight, they crushed him in the side. Blood and water came up. He hung there and held down. They put a crown of thorns on his head. They whipped him all night long, but I never said a moment because I was thinking about all for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believed in Him should not perish. Shall have everlasting life. Oh, you God, for His amazing grace. His grace was amazing, amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch. You talk about wretched people. I was wretched. Yes, I wasn't fit to live. I wasn't worthy of the die. I should be in hell. I should be in jail. But amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved someone like me. I once was lost. 
but now I'm found. I was bound, but now I'm free. Love lifted me when I was sinking, deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply. I was staying within, sinking the lies no more. Time 
and was trying to explain it. it was this tribe. They couldn't understand English. They didn't have good language themselves, so he couldn't even get an interpreter. But the missionary, he finally just draw, he drew a cross. And he built the cross and he stood it up. And he kept explaining, he kept explaining, he kept explaining. And then one of the chiefs of the tribe, he said, I got it. He pointed to the cross. He said, he died. I know die. He died. I know die. You know what he was saying? He was my substitute. Because he died, I don't die. You know, you live eternally because of what he did. Now, you, you can do whatever they, with that you want to. Y'all, that was the gospel, plain and simple. You don't have to believe it. You can accept it or reject it. But I know you understood it. I still believe in multiple ways. Well, maybe so. Maybe there are multiple alternatives to jumping off a 40-story building. Maybe somebody's just going to fly like Superman. Maybe somebody else is going to just ride a cloud all the way down until they hit the ground. Maybe, some, maybe somebody else, else is going to splatter. It's just according to their belief system, right? It's just according to their belief, right? What happens when they jump off a 40-story building? Or is there one alternative? Yeah, there's, there's, there's one reality, y'all. It don't matter what you believe. So you mean to tell me a million different people can have a million different belief systems and whatever they believe is what's going to happen when they die? Does that make sense? No, y'all. So if we're Christians, I know we're going to believe what Jesus said. Jesus said there's no other way. And y'all, search religions. Nobody else even tried to make atonement. Nobody else even talks about it. Jesus satisfied. Every head bowed, every eye closed.